Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled week of Nailed It with St. Joe. Hope everybody's doing well, having a great week. Hope you got to listen to some of our fantastic podcast, the family that we have. I know I've been spending a lot of time in the car and catching up on some of the episodes. They had uh, some really good ones this week. So hopefully you can catch them. Uh, I know Keb right now on the Stupid History Minute is doing a series on soda or pop, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you are. I know that's a big battle, um, but he's going through the uh, various types of beverages and where they've come from. So check that out. It's on every day, the Stupid History Minute. Uh, I know on uh, Tuesday, Pedals had a uh, a um, episode on love and support. Uh, so check that one out. That was a good one. Uh, Wednesday, the boys over at Refiltered uh, did their normal uh, normal episode with uh, some dad jokes and uh, just the normal banter that they had back and forth, uh, which was good. Um, so check, make sure you check that out. Uh, they put on a good show on Wednesday and, uh, Thursday, Biebs, uh, finding your way. He had another, uh, another good episode about being the anchor in your life. Uh, so that was a good one as well. Uh, and then our boys over at the, uh, the two penny, uh, they always have a fun show. Uh, they had a good one, uh, this week, uh, Jay got a little little saucy on it. Uh, this week, he had the old screwball uh, peanut butter whiskey out there, uh, but Mike kept him in line and uh, and did a good job on the show, and they had some fun. So, uh, no music this week, which was uh, kind of surprising, but they still kept it together and had a good time. So they uh, they had uh, I got to tell you. They had a segment on there, which is becoming, I think, a fan favorite about tips, uh, the two penny tips. And uh, they, they had a couple in there that I don't think they expected, which was uh, kind of good to catch them on their feet. But um, uh, definitely send them in and talk to them there. But um, they brought up a subject which uh, I don't know how I can incorporate it into the show, uh, but they brought up about the best sandwich that uh, that you would have and i think that's one that the boys on the refiltered should uh should talk about uh because they like to go out to eat and visit various restaurants and uh i think that that is i know they've had battles about the best chicken sandwich on the restaurants and where you go and who's got the better one and things like that but um if you had a best sandwich that you would make or that you would prefer to have, and that was, that was a good question. It got me thinking about it. And, and uh, Mike, Mike said a really good answer was like the, uh, the leftovers from the Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving feast. When you put that get together the next day, and that was a good answer. But uh, I had to think about it for a little while and, and uh, you know, that's a tough, uh, a tough question about the best sandwich that you would make. And then there, there is the uh, the controversy on you know what what uh, dictates a sandwich. Um, like you know, Kev likes to think is a hot dog a sandwich. 
I don't know. Some people consider it is. Some some think maybe it's not. Um, so you gotta you gotta go around that. But there is a place uh, that where we used to live that was called the Happy Grilled Cheese, and they made some really really good grilled cheese sandwiches. They put a lot of different things in there. So I think if I'm going to have to pick a sandwich. You can't go wrong with an old-fashioned grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, you can't. You can mess it up if you burn the bread, but there's there's just something about a, a homemade grilled cheese sandwich. It brings me back to just really good childhood memories, and you know, it was almost as if something would happen. You know, you would you would skin your knee, or you would you would be really sick or something like that. And and mom always seemed to make a, a grilled cheese sandwich always seemed to make it better for some reason. So even when you're maybe down and out, it's easy to just slap some bread together and put some cheese in the middle and, and make a grilled cheese sandwich and everything just seems to be right in the world. So uh, I think just simplicity with me is, is probably where I'm going to go with that. But that was a good question. I, I got to think about that one for a while. I can change it. Um, me, I'm, I, I, yeah, I could talk about that one for a couple of days, maybe, and chew on that. But that was a good question. Um, but I like. Uh, there has been a lot of different podcasts that bring up so a lot of different things. Um, but I know that a lot of them got real serious. Um, I'd like to think that maybe I started it. Uh, who knows? But I appreciate that each one uh, individually has mentioned something about mental health awareness uh, month. Uh, I like. I think it was very important that people touched on it. Uh, like I said in mine last week, it was a very kind of underappreciated month. I feel uh, so. I'm I'm glad that everybody kind of touched on it a little bit. I appreciate it. I think it's important. I think that um, some people, if, if the people are struggling with it. Again, there's a lot of different resources to get out there and help. And uh, just uh, people need it this day and age. Uh, a lot of different things. Um, appreciate some people. Um, they, maybe, I, maybe I worried some people with, uh, with my episode, but everything is good. There's no nothing to worry about with anybody. Um, I just found the topic of Winnie the Pooh and uh, the characters and just different... Um, like I said, the different boxes and and stereotypes and and why we do it very interesting. Uh, so maybe I can have Mama D on uh, and explain it a little bit further because I know that kind of is in her her realm and her background uh, in her previous days before she became a podcast star. Uh, so maybe I can talk to her about that one of these days and have her on if she wants to come on the show, which maybe she will. Um, but. Um, but again, this this week I'm going to keep it very uh, lighthearted because I was thinking, you know, what we do as a family uh, really got me. Uh, we had a little bit of family time this week. Uh, we actually broke out some old board games and uh, sat down and played uh, a, a few games this week. Uh, got out the old Monopoly and had a couple of little Monopoly wars, which was which was fun. Um, don't get to do that that often, um, with my son and sit down and, and actually have some time. Uh, so that was great. 
and it got me thinking what what is it that that everybody did as a as a child growing up uh, as a family and uh, in the day and age yes there there were board games that we played game night maybe you had uh, but because of the TV and how important it was um, you know there's there's certain routines that everybody falls into and one of the routines that I can you know consistently remember was at a specific time you know we would sit and watch a game show uh, so I wanted to talk and go kind of through what what were some of the best game shows of the 80s uh, that we that I could remember and what was so maybe special about them that made them great uh, so I know recently there's a show that just came on that that talked about it so it, it may overlap if you've watched it but who cares I don't care um, it, it, I may hit on a couple of them but they talked about a couple different shows uh, which I found very interesting but um, it, it just is something that is you know so like let's just take Wheel of Fortune for example it's been on for 40 45 years I think I, I, I can't it, a long 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 time and the fact that um, Merv Griffith found Pat Sajak as a weatherman and said this guy looks like he might be a good host and he's been the same host for the entire time and then Vanna White she was actually a contestant at I think 19 years old on The Price is Right uh, and then she she got spotted because of her looks and as a model that she came on and then tried out for the the uh, to be the letter turner and you know, Pat Sajak didn't even like her to begin with. He's like, I don't know if that's going to work. But then the uh, the producers and everything and executives decided that they kind of had like a brother-sister relationship. Like they were almost siblings and argued a little bit that it would work for TV. Uh, so they hired her. And here they are together. The longest-running uh, TV uh, game show in history right now. And the, they, they've been the same pair, you know, forever right now. Um, the funniest thing that I, that I found uh, throughout that whole game show is that Vanna wears a, a, a different dress every single night. And she's only repeated one dress throughout that entire time. And it was actually by a mistake. Uh, she grabbed it. Uh, by mistake and she didn't realize that she had worn that dress on another show but for the amount of shows that they've had she's only repeated a dress one single time which is pretty amazing uh so i i, I don't know if she keeps the dresses or if she has them in a closet or what she does after them but it, it that show is is pretty incredible and the reason that i think about that show in particular is wheel of fortune we watch it every night i i and and i think it's the the puzzles sometimes they've gotten progressively harder i think but i can remember it is that even traveling as a kid we would go to my grandma's house and that is one that even as we were making dinner we would sit and watch as a family and grandma would would stop what she was doing in order to watch that show and she would say no it's it, we can't we got to stop dinner because it was so important important to watch wheel of fortune 
so it was that was it. That when Wheel of Fortune was on, everything stopped and you watched it. And when for that half hour it was done, then you went back to what you were doing. Uh, so it's always got a place that I can remember is how important that show was. So it's shows like that that I can think of is what else did you do that you plan your day around or your your evening around to say, this is what we did as a family. Uh, you know, another one that I that we do is it's kind of that hour. We watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Um, Jeopardy, again, such an iconic show um, that you just the trivia and the knowledge that you can gain from the show, you can actually learn something from it. Um, is is such an iconic thing, um, and it's a fun show. Uh, and they've they've managed to make it go from something that again wasn't really set to think that it was going to be a hit. Um, it was one that kind of replaced a scandal um, when it was quiz show, uh, and you know that kind of had a scandal because they were cheating. Uh, Jeopardy replaced it to be like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're actually going to give you the answers first and tell and 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 have you come up with the question versus giving you the questions and you come up with the answer. They reversed it um, and it it took off. Uh, and finding the host was a completely different um, aspect. Uh, I mean, to have Alex Trebek come in uh, from from Canada to actually hire somebody outside of the United States was even more, what am I, what are they doing? Um, and they didn't think that he was going to work out either, but he, he did. And he lasted again. Um, I forget how many years, but Alex direct was a staple. And, you know, they say um, imitation is the, is the biggest form of flattery. I mean, look at Saturday Night Live. They, uh, they did sketches on Alex Trebek over and over again and uh, made fun of him and but he loved it and he was he was a person that everybody i don't know if they aspired to be him but people dressed up as him as halloween costumes and they did a lot of different things as Alex Trebek and he was a great guy uh he was everybody that talked about him when he passed he would said nothing but very very nice things about him and he was one that never never got in trouble. There wasn't scandals about him or anything like that, you know, that came out of, of, you never heard anything bad about him. So when you do things like that, it was, it was another, a good hour, a good solid hour of game shows that we, we right now, you know, revolve our, our life around and it's a good hour. So looking back when I go, I can think of really, really good fun and some of these have been remade and i can honestly say that they don't they don't hold up to the original um the original shows um like some of the ones that have been remade have been pressure luck um that was such a when it came out and the whammies came out and the pressure luck and the the prizes that you won and it got up uh Pressure Luck is was was so much fun, and you got it. And maybe the cartoonish nature, the whammies, and the fun, and the things that they did, and how they danced, and when they came out and they took all the money. I think that was probably the most fun of the show. Um, when they remade it and they did it, um, yeah, it was okay. But 
they had up to date trivia knowledge, uh, but I don't know. The remake of it doesn't seem like it was as good as the original Pressure Luck. Um, but that was a good show as well. That was one that you always seemed to watch. Name that tune. Name that tune was a good show. Um, the the new one was terrible because the questions that they gave you could name the tune without even playing a tune because you knew the you knew the question. Uh, it was horrible. I mean, you the old name the tune you actually had to think about what it was in order to get the song. Uh, but the new one, I mean. You already knew the answer before the question, before the song was even played. So the new one was horrible, and the host was horrible, and, and it was it was awful. Um, tick, win, lose, or draw. Now that was a good one. Uh, that was closely followed by Pictionary. Pictionary, uh, very similar, but um, I mean that's where Pictionary kind of. Uh, got the home version and that became a very popular game to play at home. So good, good. And that was where, you know, they had a lot of stars came on and they didn't know how to draw. It was very fun. Um, sometimes it got pretty, I guess, risque on how they drew, uh, what they drew. So that was, that was good. Um, that was a fun show to watch. Um, Password. Now this is one I think maybe uh, maybe has has done good. Jimmy Fallon has done a good job of remaking Password. He's made it fun. Um, so the old the old Password was great when you had Betty White on there. Um, I'm trying. She probably made the show the best. Um, there was a lot of different stars that came on as well. But I think if you think of Password, you think of Betty White. Uh, she she really uh, made the show. She I think she met her husband on Password uh, Art. Can't think of his name, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's where she met her husband. Um, but there was a lot of that was again a show that everybody wanted to be on was Password, and it was a lot of fun. Um, let's see the Gong Show. That was that was a pretty interesting show. Um, Kind of a fun show to watch to see, you know, maybe maybe the start of the original. Uh, I would say maybe like America's got well, maybe not America's X Factor, maybe the American X Factor or America's Got Talent, if you will, um, that people would go on and show their talent, um, and then they would get gonged if they were good or not. Um, kind of a very simple concept of this is what it is. Is it good or bad? If not, you get the gong. Um, and if you go forward, you win some money. Um, pretty simple. Uh, some of the fun ones uh, that I think were, were interesting were like the dating game or love connection. Those were pretty always interesting to watch, um, you know, asking questions and three different uh three different gentlemen or ladies that were asking questions and trying to get a, a date or different things. And I, those were always played, uh, I think later in the afternoon time slots because of, uh, I think the, the audience that they wanted to hit, uh, which was, it's funny to see the time slots that you looked at when these were played. 
And that was the best part about it as well, is if you were sick as a kid, man, you you all you did was watch game shows all day long. You got to sit home and you got to turn on the TV and you watched game shows all day long. And you could sit there and you you could turn on the TV and you could name the shows that you would watch. And then, you know, if you were a couple days in a row, oh, man, it was game show heaven because you would sit there and a couple days in a row, you just sit there and watch all these game shows. And it, it was hard to go back to school because you you would there was a lot of fun game shows. Um, uh, what, a, you know, Nickelodeon had Double Dare. Now that was a show. It was as a kid. Double Dare was that was it. Double Dare was a show with uh, wasn't Mark Goodman. Maybe it was Mark Goodman. Uh, but that was a show where uh, I mean, as a kid, that is the one you wanted to be on because I remember so many things. As the the one thing that I remember out of there was you had to you had to reach up into the big giant nose and get stuff out of the nose and flags and everything like that. And it was, it seemed like it was so gross, but you, uh, you had to go through this obstacle course to, uh, to pull it out and do things. And that was such a cool show um, on Nickelodeon. And, and then they had kids versus parents on it and they did a lot of things like that. And that, that was pretty fun. Um, Double Dare was definitely a pretty fun show. Um, you got into other shows that that uh, you can't forget about The Price is Right. Uh, Bob Barker, I mean, who who doesn't remember the phrase, don't forget to spade or neuter your pets uh, every time that he ended it. And then, uh, of course, if you remember the big giant scandal that went on with The Price is Right, that when the guy was remembering the prices of the furniture and and the prizes and everything and the guy one dude guessed the exact price of the uh, showcase showdown and won both of them i think if you come within 200 300 you you win both of them but this guy guessed guessed the exact price and uh, there's actually a really good netflix uh show on that and it goes through it and it tells you exactly how this guy did it and it's actually a really interesting show um and, and it, it's, it's phenomenal how the guy did it, but, um, but it's pretty cool. And, and then Bob Barker had some scandals too about um, how he was just such a mean guy and, and the Barker beauties uh, didn't really get to talk and didn't get to do things, but, um, but yeah, it, Price is Right was a great show. Another one that I think probably was a fan favorite was Let's Make a Deal uh with with monty hall uh that was a great show it was always fun to see what people dressed up as um and then how that was the ultimate show of greed because you know how you would offer 200 for this box or you know 500 for the bigger box on the floor or a thousand dollars for the curtain and you know you the, you would always get the zoinks and it, you know the goat behind the curtain or whatever because you were so greedy that you you wanted to go bigger and bigger and bigger when you had something you know a sure thing in your hand and you would give it up in order for that curtain i mean it was the ultimate show of greed which is hilarious because it's fun to watch and see what people do and you know they would give up 
a nice a nice uh watch or whatever for the chance to have a curtain and and then just would blow it and it just their the look on their faces and everything to see it was just hilarious but um yeah that's funny but um yeah that was a good show um of course joker's wild you have the card the card games there you have card sharks you have joker's wild you have high rollers um you have i think this this game to me was the ultimate celebrity game and it was um it was hollywood squares you always wanted to be the center square i mean if you were the center square you you kind of made it um it was comedians it was actors actresses it was it was fun to be there it was tic-tac-toe it was great to be on there but it was a it was really fun to see who was going to be there on any given show and you would have the likes of louis anderson gilbert godfrey Whoopi goldberg um uh um drawing a blank here you um the guy oh man he's got you would have bob saget you would have um i can see him right now with the uh, charles charles um um, Charles, that's not Goodwin. It's, uh, I'll come back to it. Um, Roseanne Barr, you would have all, a, a ton of comedians really. And they made a, the show very fun. Um, but then you would have actresses and actresses in there, um, as well. That would appear. Uh, and then the contestants, I mean, again, there's the simple questions and the trivia that they would have would be pretty fun to get. Um, and the end result, I believe was just money that you would win on the show. Um, but that, that was an, that was a really good show to see would appear. Um, they had a couple different hosts, uh, Tom Bergeron, I think was the host for quite a while. Um, and then he went on to, of course, uh, America's funniest videos and he stood there for quite a while. Uh, but amongst other things, uh, but um and then the uh the the other ones that kind of came in um you had american gladiators i mean that spawned on to a lot of different things probably you know that then progressed into things like the um what's the one they have now um american ninja warrior that kind of comes on now that they these things all kind of spawned in you see the you see the progression of where these things kind of came to. Um, there was one uh, sale of the century, very similar. I mean, they kind of went to deal and no deal, um, kind of similar, but that's where some of these you can see where they, they would go away for a little bit, but they would come back um, and then they would, they would come up better um, where, Deal and Odeo was a great one. I mean, it was that was it, it put it put Howie Mandel back on the map. Um, out of out of all these, I I just think 
some of the ones with Wheel of Fortune, I'll go back to Wheel of Fortune for a minute because the Wheel of Fortune in the old days was fantastic. One of the best parts of the show for Wheel of Fortune was when the people got to buy the the stuff that they wanted. Um, it went away in the 80s. It, 89, I believe, that it went away. Um, but it was always funny because the last the last thing that they would always do is they would get down to the end and they wouldn't have enough money and they would always say, I'll take the ceramic Dalmatian for $154 because they would always get down to, you know, nothing. They'll take, okay, I'll take the couch for $2,000. I'll take the, you know, big screen TV for $1,500. I'll take whatever. And then they get down to it and they'll go, and I'll take the Dalmatian for $154 <laughs> just because they would have nothing. So I always thought it was, everybody would always end up with the Dalmatian, which was the booby prize for lack of a better term. It was, it was hilarious, but um, it was great. But I think they, I think ultimately they got rid of it because it took up so much time and they didn't have enough time to play um, puzzles. So when they got rid of it, they had, uh, additional puzzles and people ended up winning more money. So it was a good thing, uh, but it was a very funny part of the, uh, of the show. Um, and the last, the last thing, last one that I can, I can think of. Um, and this one really, I will equate to the original, the original America's got talent, got talent. And that show is Star Search. And that one, I think, I, I guess I will consider it a game show because somebody had to win. So, you know, and it went on for weeks. And there were there were contestants and a lot of people, if I look back at it, a lot of people appeared on this. And some of them became pretty famous that were on the show. So I had to look it up. And I looked up who people that became famous from being on star shirts. And I was, I was surprised. I mean, some of them you're pretty familiar with. I mean, Drew Carey was on there as a comedian and he, everybody knows now he's the host of prices, right? And he had the Drew Carey show. Um, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, Usher, Britney Spears, Alanis Morissette, I mean, that's a lot of big name singers that were on that show. Um, I was surprised to see a couple of them on there. Another comedian was Martin Lawrence, uh, who was on there. Um, but there was um, Leanne Rimes was on there. L Rosie O'Donnell. Um, Mariah Carey was on there. Uh, Tiffany was on there. Uh, Sinbad was another comedian. So I feel that's three pretty big name, four pretty big name comedians that came off of Star, Show, Star Search. Um, and a lot of huge, huge names from, uh, from singing, which is pretty wild from a, a pretty uh, small show. I, I would think that people didn't really think was going to be anything uh, that turned into quite a big show. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, when they say that some of these, when, when the big thing is that I'm not, uh, not a lot of these people 
go on to big stardom from these shows, well, they do. I mean, there's proof that a lot of these people can get their start from from TV, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so I don't know. I just I just think that it's nice to uh, to sit there and have um have have some family time, and it's nice to sit there and do that. And I was I was I was surprised, or it was nice to see that. Um, some of the game shows, even though they're coming back, they might not be as popular. But when I was thinking back, it brought back some good memories of childhood and times that revolved around family time, which I think is really important these days uh, to sit down and do something. It doesn't have to be game shows. It doesn't have to be TV time. I mean, it actually should be something other than that. Uh, but that's something that just sparked my memory um, and said, here's what we can do. Uh, but maybe it's something else for you and, and, and it should be, uh, but quality family time is something that needs to be more of these days. Um, and I just think that it's important. So, um, hopefully that's, uh, that can bring back some things for you and think about, uh, some of the shows that, that were important to you in that times time, uh, frame. I'm sure that I missed a few, uh, but I always do, uh, and maybe that sparks it. If I did, you know, hit me up on Twitter and uh, and DM me uh, and see what you can do. It's uh, it's at St. Joe uh, UNF Pod, and uh, you can certainly certainly uh, see what I can do. Uh, but again, St. Joe, and that's S A I N T Joe UNF Pod. And uh, let me know what shows were important to you. Uh, I'd love to hear it and uh, and see. Um, because it, there, those were some that were important to me. And uh, it's just, it was, it was a good time. So <clears throat> moving on, <coughs> I haven't had a hammer time for a little bit. Um, so I wanted to think and share with you. And this one, I think a lot of people, at least a lot of people down here in Florida can relate to. Um, and it is, uh, I live in a neighborhood and I think I've talked about this on, um, it was, what was the unfiltered at one time now is the refilter. Um, I live in a neighborhood where we have an HOA and, uh, people down here in Florida and different, uh, neighborhoods may relate to this and they have it. And maybe you do where you're listening. Uh, but ours is very, very particular. Let's just say that. Um, we get letters all the time about things that are wrong, um, things that are going on, things that need to be improved, uh, a lot of different things. And, you know, we pay our fees every year to do it, be part of it. And they give a little end of the year thing to say, here's where the money's going and blah, blah, blah. And it's nice and it's great and fine and that's all good but there's a certain point that you get to where enough is enough and we a lot of our people in our neighborhood have reached that point and it's very evident because we have a little facebook page that we have that everybody is involved in and the complaining and the the hoa police have gotten so out of hand 
So to give you an example, the other day I got a letter in the mail to say that I put um, some yard waste out on the curb a day before it was supposed to be out on the curb. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because it was windy here. And when the wind blows, it knocks down some tree branches and palm prawns and everything like that in the yard. And what is a normal person going to do? A normal person is going to pick up that branch and they're going to put it by the curb. So that's what we did because it was a Tuesday and the yard people come to pick it up on Thursday. So we got a letter saying you can't do that. And so I called the, called the lady and I said, um, what are we supposed to do? And I guess the proper thing is to leave it in your yard and just let it be there until Thursday morning or Wednesday evening and then put it by the street, which makes perfect logical sense is just to let your yard be full of crap and then when you're done, just let it sit there instead of cleaning it up like anybody else would do and then make it look nice. And then that's fine. Um, but mind you, when I pulled into the end of the neighborhood, there were 26 other houses that had yard waste at the end of the street. Ridiculous. So, you know, the other thing is we have a gate that comes into our neighborhood and the gate is constantly broken. So what's the purpose of having the gate? Because no matter what happens, every, I, I'm, I'm telling you every week there's somebody out there fixing this gate. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And, and then people, people complain about the gate being open from certain times that they have it open from, let's just say eight to four or whatever, that they have it on a timer that it's open. But then the big thing is that they complain about people being in the neighborhood that aren't supposed to be in the neighborhood because they're fishing or they're riding their bike around in the neighborhood that aren't supposed to be here. Well, guess what? You're inviting them in because you're leaving the gate open. So what what are you supposed to do? Here's an idea. If you have the gate, maybe you should shut the gate. And, and it's not that hard because people open the gate and guess what? Somebody else just follows them right in and it's not that hard to get into the neighborhood. So just relax people. It's not that big of a deal. So, and you know, I don't know. And so the bigger, here's the bigger issue is we, we want to get our house painted. I can't even imagine what we're going to go through in order to say, here's the color that we want. And they're going to say, oh my gosh, you're going to have this color or this color or this color. I, I think that's going to be an absolute nightmare, but I hope it's not, but I, I I'm, I'm getting prepared to be, you know, have about 18 different colors to say, Here's what it is. So we can just pick one and say this, this, and this. But I hope that it's an easy process. Um, but regardless, 
it is nice that they they take care of it and they maintain it and they they do things uh the oh my gosh the one issue uh, this they repaved the roads they did this that was the biggest nightmare i've ever been i've ever seen in my life because they they closed everything down and made part of it like one way and people there literally i thought there were going to be fights in the neighborhood because people went down the wrong way and then they rolled over the where it was paved they had to redo it again and people wouldn't get out of the way in order to you know all you had to do was pull into somebody's driveway and let somebody drive by they couldn't even do that oh my gosh it's 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 so frustrating but it's okay it's just is um it is what it is um my son likes to go fishing around the around the ponds he gets yelled at on a regular basis because he's in the uh in the backyards of of people um but he makes sure that he asks can i go on the uh is it do you mind if i be here a lot of people don't mind he's fishing it's fine um but then as soon as that happens the comments come out there was a kid fishing and this and this and this and i'm like okay you know now me being the person that i am i i i'm the guy that likes to comment on the uh on the post and say well what about this and there's a there's a 10-foot easement around the uh the pond and it's written right here in the section h of the bylaws and this and this and this and so everybody has every right to do this and blah 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 and people are like oh okay so yeah i'm that guy but uh yeah it's kind of funny um it just is yeah one of these days i'll have to go to the hoa meeting because i think it would be fun uh, but maybe i maybe i shouldn't <laughs> but who knows it'll be fun but anyway I think it'll all be fine. Hopefully it won't be a problem to get our house painted. I will learn to put the brush out and my garbage cans out on the proper day. But hopefully if anybody else is dealing with HOA or issues, um, maybe they can relate. But it just needs to be, uh, you know, I need to think about a couple uh, episodes ago. I, I, I said, love thy neighbor. Uh, be nice to everybody and it's just as you know we all got to get along so i need to practice uh my preaching and my own medicine so that's that but uh speaking of that so i have been playing around a little bit with uh this newest thing uh that's i guess it's not new it's new to me but a lot of people have told me about this chat ai thing um so it's fun if you haven't uh played around with it or, or experimented with it you should because it's pretty fun um it's amazing to me the technology that they're coming up with uh it's pretty impressive that in two seconds what what this little robot or it's scary what this uh chat can can uh can put back so to end and to wrap things up this week uh for my blessing i put in uh you know a weekly blessing to uh to, to end with everybody 
uh, into the chat robot and said, what can I do for a nice wrap-up blessing? And I'm going to read to you what the robot said that I should uh, should end the podcast with for the blessing. And I read it. I thought it was pretty, pretty amazing, pretty nice. Uh, so I'm going to end you with what the podcast said. This is, or the robot said, this is what I should do. So without further ado, here's what computer generated blessing. It says, <clears throat> may this week bring you peace. May your worries be released. May your heart be light and free. May you be blessed with all that you need. May you find strength in challenges. May you have time for balance. May you know you are loved. May you be guided from above. May each day bring you joy. May your spirit never be coy. May you find purpose in your ways. May you be blessed in all your days. A weekly blessing to bring you love to remind you of the divine above. May you go forth with light in your soul. May your spirit shine and always be whole. Thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. Remember, have a great week. Whatever you do, make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm, nailed it. <laughs>